Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and today's podcast I'd like to have a chat about something that's uh, been in the media for oh, probably the last well, the last few weeks at least, and it's a company called Bellamy's. Now, Bellamy's, for those of you who may not have heard all the news, has fallen very, very steeply or very heavily over the past uh, three or four weeks. It's actually fallen nearly uh, nearly 70% over the last, uh, what's that, one, two, yeah, four weeks over the last month, nearly 70% in price. Uh, basically on news that they're not going to reach uh, their targets or they've overstated uh, exactly what they were, the, all their earnings would be from the, from the com- coming year. But I think you need to understand a little bit more than that and, and then we'll talk a little bit about the technical analysis side of it and how you, know, you didn't have to be a brain surgeon to avoid this fall. And in fact, you didn't have to be a brain surgeon to avoid a lot of the falls on Bellamy's and you could have protected your money, whereas most people would have been greedy and, and hung on to this stock as it fell very, very heavily. But pretty much uh, Bellamy's really, you know, um, was a, a story going back sort of, you know, probably 11 or 12 years, you know, when they got taken over by Tasmanian uh, Pure Foods, uh, Pure Foods, uh, Pure Foods back in around about 2007. But they've been around for a little bit longer than that um, in terms of their, obviously their baby formula is probably the most popular one that most people know about. Um, and, you know, they were dealing with Coles and Woolworths, but Coles and Woolworths at the time. And what they wanted to do was to expand their market share. And for those of you who have followed this company a little bit, you'll know that they've just made a big um, throughout China. And, and obviously the reason for that is there's only a certain amount of babies born in Australia you know, every single year. And I believe it's somewhere around a couple of hundred thousand babies born in Australia every year. And when you can compare that to China, which is somewhere where I believe in something like 20 million babies are born, I think is, you can understand there's pretty much an opportunity there if you've got a product they want. And Bellamy's really became a brand of choice in China. But the thing is, is like anything in business, you need to look at risk and that's diversification of risk. And, you know, in the um, educational sector, we've seen last year that, you know, companies or RTOs that were reliant on just on one course or one source of funding, be it state or federal government funding, they've struggled simply because they didn't diversify enough risk and that's part of business and it happens in all sorts of industries not just you know these sort of uh, baby foods or this sort of market but any market where you rely on one client or one um, source of income now obviously you know, this company floated on our Australian stock exchange back in 2014 around I think it was July 2014 and they're phenomenal uh, rise in their share price and I'll talk about that in a, in a second and how you could have you know taken advantage of that but also captured a lot of that profit uh, because it really really did trade very 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 well for for a period of about 15 months and then it's sort of fallen away but I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second but what happened was is there's been really in I suppose the last um, six months at least there's been a real period of uncertainty about the Chinese market as the the government really is looking at cracking down on imports and 
that's actually made now obviously uh, investors in companies that invest into or been dealing with China um, it makes those investors question what's going on and obviously how these companies are going to deliver profits or growth because that's what shareholders want they want increasing growth or increasing profits now you know Bellamy's has fallen away in the last four weeks, but it's been falling really for last, at least the last 12 months that I can see. And this is why I'm saying is what you read in the newspapers and is more just immediate or, or short-term thinking. Now, the shares in Balamese were placed into a trading halt. That's, we know that. Um, we know that in a, in a single day, it almost pretty much halved in price and wiped off billions of dollars in the, the value in terms of the share price of that company billions of dollars the value of all the, of that company's worth now that trading halt was lifted just recently only a matter of days ago um, their ceo um, obviously has uh, resigned i think they resigned and i think that was a lady because let me flip my piece of paper um, i think her name was miss Ms. mcbain um, and she's been replaced by a, a gentleman called andrew cohen who was a a management consultant now to me is when you know the the ceo has been um, resigned basically i think they just look for somebody to blame and that's pretty much what it is they've made a lot of money i'm assuming miss mcbain's made a lot of money out of this company taking it where they took it so there's another thing to look at there's other class actions at the moment um, against the company for really failing to issue a market update despite um, they knew that some of their figures or their domestic sales had fallen dramatically um, so that's something on the on the future but whether that's proven or not um, uh, it's purported to say that their domestic market shares you know fallen from around 25 percent to or by fallen by about half um, last year now that's okay if your international market's more than making up for it so it doesn't mean you're that you're looking at your figures aren't going to be as good as last year or even better than last year. So, um, but really you know, at the moment it's those sales in China and they, you know, they're looking at, obviously there's with the changes in government, there's been a lot of competitors to Bellamy's dumping product into the Chinese market. That's obviously going to bring down prices of the product, um, which will hit supply and everything else. So Bellamy's is in a, in a change or in a, a situation, a flux where they're changing a few little things and they'll, if they're a good company and a good run company, they'll balance it all out. Now I'm going to have a look at the chart. I'll just flick over my paper and I'll have a look at the chart and talk to you from a technical point perspective regarding this stock. Now obviously, it, you know, in, we talked about in August uh, 2014, or July 2014, it floated on our market. Now, if you just bought the stock on that float, pretty much back down, when it was around about a dollar, just under a dollar twenty, roughly dollar dollar twenty in that sort of bracket, you would have uh, had that stock or if you were in it today you would have had it for 124 weeks so less than three years two and a half ish three years and you would have made somewhere around about where's my figures here i'm trying to read it here um somewhere around about 200 percent on your money which is not too bad because the price now is about it's about four dollars something so you would have made it dollar twenty dollar dollar twenty depending on where you got in two dollars so you would have made you know 100 to 200 percent ish on that stock in that particular period of time not a bad return actually 124 weeks to more than double your money in in possibly triple or quadruple your money depending on whether you bought it on the float or whether you bought it 
after it floated on the marketplace. So that's a pretty phenomenal return. If you held it all the way through to its high, now its high was in December 2015, and that high was um, it was just under a dollar, a sixteen dollars fifty. I think it was around about sixteen forty-five ish uh, in that bracket. So if you'd from the point of uh, floating on the market up to that high, it was about a twelve hundred percent rise in 73 weeks. So remember it was 52 weeks in here, so just over, uh, what's that, 15 months, 14, 15 months, you would have made 1,200% if you'd bought it at that low at a, just under $1.20 and held it all the way through and exited at that point in time. Most people wouldn't because they would be holding onto that stock thinking it's made 1,200%. Hey, it's gonna make that again. Interestingly, after that high of $16 and just under $16.50, it fell over the next 15 weeks. So we're talking just over three months, it fell 47.63%. In that time, based on what we teach in our trading mentor course, which is under $1,000, you would have exited that stock and captured uh, most of your profit. You would have lost maybe 10, 20% off the top, but still captured in the order of probably 1,000% of if you'd from the start you would have exited then there's a couple of rules that we teach in our not only our trading mentor but in most definitely in our uh, diploma of share trading that would have had you capture most of that profit it would have got you in near the bottom and captured most of that profit and we do have some of our students that were in that stock and um, know they've made absolute mots are out of this stock just by following some of the rules we teach and this is really i find it really really interesting some people say to me oh you know geez you know your diploma course is so expensive and I thought well you know you put a thousand dollars into this stock and all of a sudden that one stock is now worth twelve thousand dollars it's more than covers their, f their fee for our course or the tuition fee for our course a lot of people think about what they're you know the, the money they're paying out rather than what they're actually getting and I think you know our course is so cheap for what people actually get but uh, that's another discussion for another day but as I said it fell for 15 weeks fell 40 just under 48 percent in 15 weeks it spent then it spent the next 19 weeks which is roughly four and a bit months it rose 78.23 percent so 78.23 percent in 19 weeks that's pretty phenomenal effort um, to, to move up into that and again you know uh, you probably could have captured some of that profit but it was a pretty um, volatile period of time in that stock now it made a lower high than its previous high so it didn't it rose up to about 1534 remember i was telling you it was about 16 just under 1650 in august sorry december 2015 so in august 2016 it hit a high of about six just under 670 now over the next 11 weeks it fell 31.08 percent 11 weeks less than less than three months and if that's not a big signal to get out of that stock i'm not sure what actually is but again in that period of time there would there are exit signals to exit this stock based on rules that we teach that wouldn't have seen you lose 31 percent now from that 11 week period those last four weeks that we talked about at the start it fell another 65 or just under 66 percent in price and it did so over for weeks now to me is there were tons of reasons to get out of this stock there was tons of time to get out of this stock there were rules to get out of this stock but what we find is that most people don't have rules when they're trading both most people don't follow rules when they're trading they don't set stop losses or trailing stop losses when they're investing or trading and to me is 
I get people saying to me, I've made X amount of dollars on this stock. And I go, well, that's great. But it doesn't mean it's your money. And this is one thing I, I keep saying to people. While you're, while you're investing in the share market, the market is in control of your money, not you. Because I can only control and you can only control when you get in and when you get out. If your money's in the market, the market's in control of that. And it's really not your money anymore because until the market gives it back to you, you don't know how much goes into your bank account. So when it's in your bank account, then you know exactly what you've got. Now, somebody put $1,000 into Bellamy's back in 2014. They might have been going, wow, 1,200%. Wow, I've got all this money now. I've got 12 grand. I'm worth 12 grand. Well, today, it's not. It's worth maybe four grand. So if they if they hadn't sold, that's roughly what it's worth. But it's still not their money till it goes into their bank account. If Bellamy's continues to fall over the next few weeks or few months, they may end up back exactly where they started back at a dollar. And it's possible Bellamy's will fall that far. I don't think it will, but right now it's falling and it could fall further. But it tends to said until the money's in the bank account, it doesn't come back to you. So I've been reading in newspapers, a lot of people saying, stay out of Bellamy's, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. When I see a lot of negative news about a company and, and um, experts in the share market or advisors saying, stay out of this stock, that to me tells me I need to look at it because what makes a market stop rising is people, we run out of buyers. But what makes this market stop falling? And that is we run out of sellers. So everybody who's ever going to panic about Bellamy's has probably already panicked about it and sold all their shares. I know all the big players that were getting out. They would have been getting out. I can guarantee you they would have been getting out between December 2015 and August 2016. They would have been getting out and leaving the high risk to general mum and dad investors. And these are the people that had hits all these hits over the last few months and and that's really where mum and dad go into the market and they don't tend to sell and then when they panic they always panic at the bottom you know that they say the amateurs buy at the bottom and uh, buy at the top and sell at the bottom that's what's happening now with Bellamy's so we're getting this exhaustion of this actual rundown so right now to me is Bellamy stick that on your watch list I'm not saying saying to buy this today absolutely 100% that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is is, is watch this stock to start to find some support and stay around a steady price and start to move back up again. And that would be the time that I would be looking to get back into it. And that may be next week and maybe next month and maybe next year. I can't give you a time frame on that because I need to study the stock a bit more in terms of that. But right now, I'd be watching this. So uh, this is my take on Bellamy's at the moment. So you've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Hope you've enjoyed my podcast and look forward to chatting with you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.